Podcast Help Desk number 35 for December 30th, 2014. The Podcast Help Desk is where we go deep into the technology of podcasting, help you with the problems you may run into, and when we have a chance, review new gadgets, services, and solutions for podcasters. To keep your podcast running smoothly, it takes some tech. That's what Podcast Help Desk is here for to smooth out the geek speak and put it in more or less plain English. The main audience for this podcast is those who have podcasts and want to tweak the tech to get better sound, a better website, a more reliable feed, or a more streamlined workflow. Also, for podcasting beginners that don't want to make all the mistakes themselves. Here's your host, Mike Dell. And good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. This is Mike. And as I told you last week, this is going to be a little bit different. I do have a question that came in, so I will answer that a little later in the show. But we're going to do a little review of 2014, the year in podcasting. And I'm going to give you some predictions and some not-so-predictive predictions, I guess, for uh, 2015. So it's been kind of an interesting year in podcasting. Those of you who've been around it for a long time might remember the uh, podcasternews.com. Podcasternews.com. That was the original website put out by Raw Voice. Uh, you know, Blueberry being the main one that everybody knows about. But uh, PCN, or Podcaster News, was the uh, first one. And it was going to be a network of podcasts that were, you know, all news, newsy related, uh, for lack of a better term, a, you know, a network of uh, five minute uh, podcasts. I don't know, but uh, Podcaster News never really took off huge like Blueberry and Tech Podcasts did. And so at some point a few years ago, it was shut down and everybody was moved over to the Blueberry network that was on PCN. And anyway, Todd Cochran, the CEO over at Raw Voice, relaunched it in March of 2014 as a podcaster news site, a news blog slash podcast. They do have a podcast over there. Uh, it's hosted by the various writers over there, uh, mostly uh, Jen Thorpe and uh, Sean Thorpe, but uh, other people have put out episodes on that feed before and it was just kind of an interesting spot to you know catch uh, news in the podcasting world and uh, disclaimer I am a, a writer over there although I haven't written a whole lot but uh, I am on the team for podcaster news but that was uh, one of the first things that happened of note in 2014 at least on my radar uh, in July iTunes announced that it surpassed the 1 billion mark in podcast subscriptions. Now, that doesn't mean there's a billion podcasts out there, because there's not. <laughs> or it doesn't even mean there's a billion listeners. What that means is, a billion times, somebody hit subscribe on iTunes. So, that was kind of a, a milestone of theirs back then, and... You know, it was, it's a worthwhile milestone, you know, one million, or one billion, <laughs> one million, no, no, doing my Dr. Evil there, 
But uh, one billion is a, a really, really big number, and hopefully uh, we can make that two billion in short order. Now that the podcast or podcasts app is default on iOS eight, I uh, don't know if that's going to cause a big jump, but that might cause some curiosity for those who might be podcast listeners, and that can only be good for all of us. And along those same lines, when iOS 8 came out, of course, it, it included the podcast app as default. That's not on my list, but uh, it should be. And that came out, I don't know, sometime toward the uh, in the fall of, of this year, of 2014. You're probably listening to this. If you are on New Year's Eve, great. Either that or you're listening to it in 2015. That's the uh, time travel aspects of podcasting. <laughs> Let's see the other big news. Well, I got lots of other big no- news, but uh, one of the other big stories was Adam Carolla and his uh, suit that he got. Well, not suit. He didn't sue. Uh, he got sued, and then I guess he countersued. So maybe he did sue. I don't know. Sounds all sue happy, but it's uh, against the patent troll. I mean, uh, personal audio <laughs> who. Uh, Sounds like that they may uh, may lose that patent on podcasting if all goes well with the IFF or EFF. I mean, the Electronic Frontier Foundation. But anyway, Adam Carolla settled his suit in August against the patent trolls, and the gist of it was that he didn't owe them anything, they didn't owe him anything, and they all went their separate ways. So it really wasn't a, a big thing, other than. Personal Audio kind of realized that there isn't the kind of money in it that they thought that it was, and all the money they're spending on suing people isn't really paying off. But, uh, like I said, hopefully they won't have to worry about that after they lose that patent. That was kind of a shaky patent anyway. You know, it's a, the patent was for episodic content delivered over the Internet. Well, geez, you know, that, that could be anything. But as you know, the patent system is sort of screwed up, and it'll all work out. Let's see, a couple of podcast conference news stories, which I thought were interesting in 2014. The New Media Expo announced it's going to move to April in Las Vegas and be co-located with the National Association of Broadcasters. Or in uh, April, and that's going to be a, a really good place to be if you're a podcaster and you're also uh, in, interested in uh, in gear, because uh, NAB just brings a ton of broadcast gear, and you know a lot of it's out of our price ranges uh, for most of us. And but they're getting there, and if we make a good showing as podcasters over at NMX, uh, the manufacturers might figure it out that, uh, hey, there's another market there. They're just going to have to bring the price point down a little bit. So NAB in uh, in uh, April in Las Vegas 2015, and that was one of their big announcements. Uh, let's see, the, in 2014 in August in Dallas, the first podcast movement conference. That was uh, Gary Leland and a few others there in the Dallas area decided that they needed a uh, podcast-only conference, and they had a pretty successful 
first uh, edition of that conference, and they're going to, they're going to have another one in Fort Worth uh, coming up next year in 2015. So look forward to that. And this year they kind of were entrepreneur-heavy. A lot of the entrepreneurial podcasts were uh, represented there. I didn't uh, go this year. Uh, I may go next year. Not sure. But anyway, uh, I look forward to uh, checking that out next year for the second one. Let's see. The podcast awards was sold to New Media Expo. That was in September. Uh, Todd Cochran, who started the podcast awards back uh, 10 years ago, uh, went ahead and uh, sold it to New Media Expo. So now it'll be forever part of New Media Expo. And I don't know how they're going to do things this coming up year, but uh, hopefully they'll leave it somewhat the same there and it should be a good good awards ceremony as it has been the last few years in in uh, with NMX so it's just a natural thing and and that was a lot of work for Todd he's he's pretty bunched up about this time of year you know uh, the last couple of years they've had uh, maybe it's the last 3 years they've had the uh, NMX conference going on just before the CES the consumer electronics show or or during the Consumer Electronics Show, which made, you know, poor Todd, you know, he's got a team out there at uh, CES, he's got another team at NMX, and plus he had the uh, podcast awards uh, going on a couple months prior, and, you know, the guy was busy, so that'll take a, a load off of him, a couple of them there, he'll be able to concentrate on CES this year, and I have it from good sources that uh, this year is going to be a little different for the Tech Podcast Network, so go check that out at uh, tpn.tv for the CES coverage. I believe it starts the second week of January or maybe the end of the first week of January. I don't know the exact dates right off the top of my head, but uh, anyway, I I digress. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, one of the uh, interesting things uh, this year was uh, these the new uh, genre. It's not really a new genre. It's just a uh, uh, the genre du jour this year seems to be uh, podcasts such as Serial Startup and uh, all that. You know the storytelling, uh, highly produced. NPR style podcast from former and current NPR people. For Serial is the fastest was the fastest growing podcast series from start to ridiculous amount of downloads. Of course, Startup did pretty good just prior to Serial taking off, and of course that's Alex Bloomberg. He had started. He's starting a new company called Gimlet Media, and they've already got their second show out there called, uh, oh, geez, now I I didn't write it down. (laughs) It's all about the Internet. It basically uh, took over from, uh, what is it, On the Media's uh, secondary podcast there. The two guys that hosted that were lured over to Gimlet, and basically it's the same show. So 
I can't remember what it's called right off the top of my head right now, and I don't want to mess up my show notes here to to go look. So uh, we'll just go on from there. But uh, Serial and Startup are the two uh, big uh, podcasts like that. And uh, I just started listening to Serial. Uh, my wife and I were coming home from Christmas downstate, and on the way home I popped on Serial and listened to the first episode. I've downloaded all the episodes. They're done with this season of Serial, which implies they're going to have another season of it soon or at some point. But I've heard that that show took over a year to produce, so uh, you know it's not something that the average podcaster is going to be able to replicate. You know, the, the amount of recording that they have to do to, to get all that together and the travel and the, I mean, that's a, that's a big budget thing. It's, it's compelling content, but it's, you know, it's a big budget thing and takes lots of time. And I don't know. Uh, I, I like it. So hopefully uh, they'll be successful with both the uh, serial from NPR or NPR employees and, of course, Startup and Gimlet Media. You know, hopefully uh, they'll be successful and we'll have that kind of genre out there to listen to. See, another big story is Stitcher being bought out by Deezer. That was in October. Deezer, from what I understand, is a lot like Spotify and uh, Pandora over in Europe mostly, I guess, and they're looking to break into the U.S. market, and Stitcher was a, a good good uh, acquisition for them because Stitcher's already on a lot of car uh, systems or will be on a lot of car systems, which puts podcasting out there, but it also might get their foot in the door for Deezer's music service, so should be interesting to see what goes on with Stitcher. Currently, I still recommend that you submit your podcast to Stitcher as a second point of presence or a another point of presence. I always suggest that your website be your first point of presence. First point of presence, and then uh, you know any of these directories and stuff be you know additional points of uh, where people can get your your content. See another big announcement by NMX in October. Dave Jackson was named head of podcasting or the head of the podcasting track at the New Media Expo. He took over for Cliff Ravenscraft, who had done it the last couple years before that. So uh, I wish Dave luck. I think he's already selected all his speakers for this year, and hopefully uh, it goes well and uh, he does it for a long time or as long as he wants to. Uh, As you know, Dave's a a friend of the show here. So that's all the big stories I can remember from 2014. Uh, There was a few other little things, uh, like, you know, new... new, uh, Power Press coming out right here uh, a couple weeks ago and all that, but uh, it didn't make the big list. <laughs> and here's some interesting stats I gathered from 2014. In the U.S., 
15% of the population has consumed a podcast in the last month. That's a a pretty big number. 15% of the U.S. population, that would be what? uh, 45, 50 million people, something like that. Maybe a little more. Let's see, 67% of podcast listeners don't mind ads compared to only 6% liking advertising in television or radio. And that's, you know, I, I guess that's right. I I know certain podcasts that have advertising in them, it gets a little obnoxious and long-winded. But what's nice about some of them is you can just hit the forward 30-second button a few times and uh, get past the ad if you've heard it before. And they are conversational. I'm thinking about the Twit Network and uh, Adam Carolla's network. Ace Broadcasting, uh, you know, those guys tend to do long-form ads and, and conversational ads, and they're, they're sometimes interesting, but if you've heard them, you know, 20 times, then, you know, it's okay to forward through them, but, you know, I, I can agree with that. Uh, listening to commercial radio, I, I'm kind of forced into that uh, at my day job, and uh, not only is the music lousy, the uh, advertising is is just sometimes extremely annoying, but hey, it is what it is, and fortunately I don't have to listen to that uh, all the time, just while I'm at work. <laughs> Let's see, the percentage of Americans who have ever watched or listened to a podcast is like 45%, and uh, that's that's a pretty big number. Uh, it says here 70 million potential listeners in the U.S. only, but i got to say, that's, if it's 45%, it's probably more than that. Because would we just go over uh, 320 million people in the United States? So 45%, what would that be, about 150 million, something like that? So, uh, you know, I don't know where they got their numbers. And I can't remember where I got this. I think it was through... Uh, I think it was Nielsen. It was some other research company. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Let's see. The podcast audience used to be early adopters and now are just normal people, not super geeks. And and that's that's something that's been going on for a while. You know, the, f- the first podcasts out there that were successful were uh, tech podcasts, you know, tech, technology podcasts, you know, all the all the top podcasts back in the day were that, and then a little later on down the road, it's been the comedy podcasters, and there was a while there where it was music podcasters, and of course lately the entrepreneurial podcasters, and uh, like I said, and coming up soon, all these uh, storytelling type podcasts so you know it, it comes and goes but now with the audience becoming making it easier you know now that it's a little easier to listen to podcasts with apps like stitcher and and the podcast app and itunes or on ios it's uh you know it's, it's gonna grow and it's gonna grow with the uh, non-techie people more than techie people so that's a good thing See, podcast listeners or viewers continue to prefer consuming content at their desktop and not on dedicated media players. I find that one a little 
strange because I've always listened to podcasts. Now, as far as video podcasts, yeah, I watch it on my computer mostly because it's just easier. But for audio podcasts, it goes on the iPhone, and before that, it went on the iPad or iPod. I mean, you know, something I carried around with me. And you know, then of course, mobile phone is is starting to take that over. So you know, pretty soon it's going to go back to the the devices. I, I know on my podcast here, looking at my stats, people that listen to it in the browser are about forty percent. So I might be a little low over the national average because most of the people that listen to this podcast uh, are a little bit more techy than the average. I would think. I would hope. So, let's see, uh, two-thirds of podcast consumers have listened to digital audio files in their vehicles by connecting a mobile device to their car audio system. And that's how I do it a lot of the time. It, uh, it's just interesting, you know, how it's evolved over the years. Uh, I remember the first time I did that, I had a, uh, and I still have my original iPod here somewhere in, in one of these desk drawers. Before podcasting was actually a uh, a word, <laughs> and before the uh, RSS feed took off, they used to download radio shows. They used to some radio shows used to have archives or MP3 archives of their shows, usually the day after. And I would uh, go on there like Westwood One had this, and and a few independents, and I'd download radio talk shows. And Bob and Tom show used to do that. Rush Limbaugh used to do that. And I think he still does. I think he calls it a podcast, but it isn't a true podcast. But, you know, back in the day when I worked night shift at a print plant, I would, you know, fill up my iPod before I'd go to work that night and uh, take it to work. So I've been doing that for a while. And, you know, in the car, I had a, a cassette adapter. That would slide into the cassette, and then I could plug that into the iPod. So I've been doing that for, you know, probably 15 years so, or, well, however long the iPod's been out, because I, I got, like, the second one. I got the first one that, that would hook to Windows. So it's probably the second iPod, because the, the original one's only hooked to Macs through Firewire. But uh, I had the one of the first ones there. And... I do it on my car audio system. Nowadays, it's easier. You've got uh, Bluetooth streaming, and you got uh, you know iPod connectors, or uh, or just plain uh, USB connectors. You can plug an iPhone or an iPad or an iPod or a, oh, Android device, probably. And most of them, at least, I know through the Bluetooth you can, because I've done that when I uh, had my Nexus phones. So uh, that's probably the uh, the future of it. And just an interesting little bit of trivia. On uh, September 28th in 2004, Doc Searles, who's a uh, tech writer, researcher, just an all-around interesting guy, and was a podcaster and probably still is somewhere. I haven't run across him in a long time. But on, the, on September 28th in 2004, so just slightly over 10 years ago, he uh, started tracking the number of hits on Google for the term podcasts, plural, podcasts. And 
he found on September 28, 2004, that it was 24. There were 24 hits on Google. That was it for, for the word podcasts. And today, I just did the search a little while ago, and it was it says about 130 million. <laughs> so it doesn't give an exact number, but uh, from 24 to 130 million in uh, just over 10 years. So that's kind of an interesting facts. I had to throw a little stinger in there. Anyway, uh, my predictions for 2015. Now, not all of these are predictions. Some of these are uh, goals and uh, things that I know to, to be happening. But I will try to tell you the difference between a prediction and something that is going to happen. So, let's start out with that list. Uh, first on the list is the second podcast movement. And, of course, we know that's going to happen because it's already announced. That's going to be the end of July, I believe, in Fort Worth, Texas. And I hope to be able to go down to that. Uh, but my prediction about it is it's going to be less entrepreneurial focused. You know, there'll be less less emphasis on the entrepreneurial podcast and, and people trying to make money with podcasting and it'll get back to a little bit more of the nuts and bolts of it. And like I said, I don't know this to be a fact, but I've heard rumblings that they kind of wanted to uh, dial back the entrepreneurs a little bit at that conference. And this is a prediction in a near certainty. Uh, NMX with NAB is going to be the best event ever for podcasters and broadcasters and bloggers and YouTubers and you know anybody in the new media space uh, and we'll get to rub elbows with the old media space and hopefully there'll be a little more fusion in that. Uh, Podcast One's doing a great job with that. Uh, Rob Greenley, formerly of Microsoft, is now... Uh, part of Podcast One, and they're bringing the old media and the new media together. Although, of course, the story we had a while back where uh, Podcast One pulled all their shows from Stitcher, I don't know what that was all about, but uh, I still think Podcast One's doing a great job in get, of getting the mainstream people into listening to podcasts. So hopefully some of that will spill over to us uh, Less professional and less celebrity podcasters. Okay, here's, here's a, uh, this is a certainty slash goal <laughs> of mine. But I will release the No BS Guide to Podcasting in March of 2015. And here's my prediction. It'll reach number one on Amazon for podcasting. Yeah, that's, that's bold and wishful thinking, but hey, I'm going to do it anyway. So, no BS guide to podcasting, and the name's going to remain the same. I kept dilly-dallying around trying to figure out whether that's the name I wanted to use, and it is. I'm going to use that name. So, that book will be out in March. Uh, look for it. Of course, if you listen to this show, you'll hear all about it, I'm sure. And another prediction slash goal is I'm going to produce 50 episodes of Podcast Help Desk in 2015. 
And yeah, I know it should be 52, but I'm giving myself a couple of weekends off to uh, uh, for the year. So uh, hopefully we'll uh, keep up the production schedule weekly. And there'll be two random weekends that, uh, or two random weeks where we may not have a new episode. But, you know, I may try to to have a, a filler episode, and so I might do 52. But, hey, that's my prediction slash goal. And uh, let's see, 2015 will be the year of the storytelling podcast copycat. Like 2014 was the year for the entrepreneurial podcast that all wanted to be like John Lee Dumas. This is going to be the year of all the people wanting to be like cereal and startup. And more power to them. Some of them are pretty good. Uh, you know, some of the the old podcasts way back in the day, there was quite a few storytelling podcasts that were quite good. Uh, and well, one, one was uh, called, uh, oh, geez. P.W. Fenton, I forget what he called his, because he's not pod-faded it completely, but hasn't put out an episode in forever. And, you know, there was there was quite a few of those storytelling-type podcasts that weren't as highly produced, although P.W. always does high production. But uh, it was quite good. And hopefully uh, some of those guys will make a comeback and, and some new ones will come out that will be just as good. But... So when I say copycat, I don't mean that it's necessarily a bad thing, but you know, just just know that if you're planning on doing that kind of a podcast, that it takes a lot of production and a lot of time, and uh, more power to you. I want to listen to it. Okay, another prediction. At least one of the popular entrepreneurial podcasts will pod fade. Of course, there's probably a hundred of them that'll pod fade, but you know, at least one extremely popular one is going to pod fade, and they'll have some big announcement. I, and I don't know who, and I don't have any in, inside information. I just have that feeling there's going to be some big announcement, and some entrepreneur podcast that's uh, highly popular is going to. Stop podcasting. So we'll just see who it is and if I'm right. Okay, the next one I have on my list is SoundCloud will be sold and their podcasting beta program will be turned off. I know there's a lot of buzz out there about SoundCloud. Their beta program's been in existence now for a couple years. And the thing that worries me about SoundCloud is they have yet to become profitable and they're on their Series D funding. If you know anything about that kind of uh, funding, or or what do you call that, Uh, you know, angel investors and and whatnot and all that, uh, companies generally don't get all the way to round D and not become popular or uh, become uh, profitable. They usually get sold before that or get shut down. So I'm hoping SoundCloud will get picked up by somebody with deep pockets and they keep on going. But I have a feeling the uh, beta podcast program will likely no longer exist once they get sold. That's my guess. And my guess they'll get sold sometime this year. And here's one that's going to strike fear into certain podcasters 
and I believe it's true. Of course, I believe I believed that it was going to be true this last year, so <laughs> take that for what it's worth. But Google will announce that FeedBurner is going away in 2016. So sometime in 2015, you're going to hear that FeedBurner is shutting down sometime in 2016. They're going to give you plenty of time to move off of it if you're on FeedBurner. If you're listening to me, you're probably not on FeedBurner. And they'll also give you the tools to migrate all your stuff off. But Google's really good about that. When they shut something down, they usually give you a fair warning and they give you plenty of time. You know, un- Unlike some of the podcast companies that have gone out in the past, you know, where they didn't give you much warning, if any. So, Anyway, and another Google-related one. I believe that Google's going to announce a podcast listening app and directory for Android. Crossing my fingers on that one because it's sorely needed. But uh, Google, when they first came out with Android, had Google Listen. And it wasn't necessarily just a podcast listening thing, but it was really slick. Uh, Google Reader, that's of course now defunct too, but you'd subscribe to a podcast feed in Google Reader, and then you would drag it into a folder on Google Reader, and it would automatically populate your Android phone's uh, Google Play, or not Google Play, uh, you know, the the app that I just talked about. But (laughs) anyway, so hopefully they'll come up with something innovative, you know, something iTunes-like or similar. And I really think with the resurgence, or at least the perceived resurgence of podcasting, because we never really did go away, that uh, Google's going to want to jump on the bandwagon, and I hope somebody over there at Google on their... uh, 20% 20% time is working on that as we speak. Like I said, no inside information, just hoping. And here's another one. At least one podcasting company will shut down unexpectedly. And I say that because it's not much of a stretch. It's happened at least once every year since I've been paying attention. So it won't be a major one, I don't think. But uh, the, there will be at least one podcast company that will cease to exist and Blueberry and Lipson will get a whole bunch of panicked people trying to get their podcast moved from that whatever company to either Blueberry or Lipson. That's, like I said, you ask uh, Rob over at Lipson, that happens every year. You ask Todd over at Blueberry, happens every year at least once. So not big, not a big stretch. And here's a certainty. In April, I'm going to celebrate my 10-year anniversary in podcasting. As I've talked about before, I'm not sure of the exact date. I do know it was in April. So, I don't know. We'll see uh, if I can figure that out. But uh, if anybody out there can find Benzoid Report number 1 and find the date of it, uh, I'll uh, I'll give you a, a, a prize. So... Because I really would like to know the exact date, and I wouldn't mind a copy of my first podcast. It's you know, back then I wasn't really paying attention to keeping things backed up, and I've lost probably the first thirty-five episodes of the Benzoid Report, which turned into Mike Dell's World, which was my first podcast. So that's it for the twenty fifteen uh, predictions and or certainties. I hope you enjoyed my list there. (laughs) 
hopefully uh, some of them will be right and hopefully some of them will be wrong and uh, we'll be able to discuss that in future shows. Hey Mike, it's Tim over here at WP Master Design, home of WP Weekly Review, which is my podcast will be launching in January. Uh, so my question is, um, I'm not planning on monetizing my podcast per se. Rather, it is primarily the purpose of it is to promote my business, which is a web design company, um, a WordPress-centric web design company. So um, what I'm trying to figure out is, should I have my podcast on my primary website, WPMasterDesign.com, or should I have it be on its own website? Uh, do you think it's better to have its own separate entity altogether, even though it is designed primarily to uh, promote my business and to get my name out there, or should I keep it on the same site? Uh, thanks. I love your show. I listen every week. Um, looking forward to it, man. Thanks. Okay, Tim. Uh, well, I, I see you've already got your episode zero posted over there. And uh, for those of you that want to check that out, it's wpmasterdesign.com slash blog. And it looks like you've got it on your website now. And as long as it's working, that's fine. Uh, I would say just leave it right where you've got it. Uh, seems to, to be working fine. I see you're hosting off-site for your media, which I recommend. And uh, he's using Libsyn, but uh, hey, you know, can't can't fault you for that because uh, they're just uh, they're just good too. Although I like Blueberry better, use my code no BS for a free month. Anyway, hey, got to get that in there. <laughs> but no, I think what you're doing over there is just fine. Uh, the problem a lot of people run into is they have really extensive WordPress installations, and you being a uh, WordPress guru and a web designer, you shouldn't have those problems. But if you do have things that are conflicting that you can't live without, then you know it's no big deal to uh, throw up another uh, WordPress installation uh, and uh, run them separately. But uh, I think what you've got going over there is fine. I think it'll be, I think it'll uh, work out fine, work out good. So uh, keep up the good work, and it looks very nice. Uh, I haven't, uh, looks like you've got a YouTube embed, and then uh, downloadable video and an audio version. So uh, very cool. Uh, and I'll uh, have to subscribe to that once you, uh, well, actually, I'll probably subscribe to it now, and uh, and listen when you launch next month. And Tim, by sending in his his audio feedback there, he didn't actually send it in. He uh, called the voicemail line at 231-421-4490 and uh, asked his question. He's entered in to the uh, microphone and mixer giveaway that I'm going to be uh, drawing on the 19th of January. And I'm going to go over this. this. is for U.S. and Canadian listeners only. And you, if you uh, send in a uh, voicemail comment, either by calling the phone number or clicking the voicemail tab on the website or emailing me at podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com, 
That'll give you one entry into the drawing. And let's see, you can also sign up for the mailing list found on the sidebar at podcasthelpdesk.com if you sign up for that. And I have yet to put out my first newsletter, so it's not a high-volume, you know, spammy newsletter. It's going to be the show notes, basically, or maybe show announcements if I'm going to be taking one of those two weeks off next year. You'll get a little notice saying, hey, no, uh, no show this week, or... If I'm going to put out a special show or an extra show or got something special going on, I'll announce it there. But expect no more than one email a week, maybe two on special occasions. So go do that. That'll give you another entry into the drawing. And if you send me an email just telling me about your show and a little about yourself, you send that to podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com. That'll give you yet a third entry. And like I said, I'm going to use a randomizer, and I'm going to pick the winner on the 19th of January, 2015. The deadline to enter is January 15th, because I want to get the uh, list together and figure out my (coughs) randomizer. Uh, What I'm giving away is a Behringer XM8500 dynamic microphone, brand new. I'm going to have that shipped directly from Amazon to you. And I'm going to send you a slightly used, it's been out of the box once for uh, testing, and put back in the box a Behringer UB502 mixer. That's a little five-channel mixer with one XLR hookup. And uh, there's links to what those products look like on the uh, show notes for this week. And I'm also going to throw in an hour of one-on-one consulting. So... If you're interested in the uh, microphone and mixer giveaway, it's a nice uh, starter setup for somebody that wants to start a podcast that hasn't already. And uh, so, anyway, go uh, do any one of those things, and you'll be uh, in the drawing. And I'm going to send you all the cables you need and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, just be a, a good little starter pack for somebody. Well, since this is the last show of the year, I'm going to dispense with the traditional outro, and I'm going to play a tune from some of the clips that I played last week from the U.S. Air Force Airmen of Note. This is their version of Olang Syne. Happy New Year. We'll see you next year.